This episode is brought to you by Red Riding Hood, the manga-inspired take on the classic fairy tale for readers grades K through 2, written by Christina Oxtra. In Red Riding Hood, readers review the classic story in a brand new way, with twists in the story, more diverse characters, and featuring Japanese aesthetics incorporated throughout. Red Riding Hood is part of a series published by Capstone and written by various artists with unique takes on your childhood favorites. Look out for Red Riding Hood, available on Amazon and your local bookstores. Congratulations, Christine, on your first published book. The link is in the show description. Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast. This is the inaugural podcast for the PlayStation Voice of Boss Rush Games. I'm your host tonight, LeBron Dawkins. Otherwise, uh, actually, we'll, we'll save that for later. Uh, but um, but I keep getting these weird nicknames, and um, apparently I'm supposed to let everyone know that I'm the, the PC muscle race <laughs> for tonight's podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I got that moniker, but, you know, oh, you know, maybe, maybe it'll stick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also joined... I'm also joined by the typo, the typo queen, Nelly. <laughs> Hello. And, joined, and also with us from Land Party is Logan. What's up, y'all? And uh, and I I was told that I'm I'm fired if I get this wrong. So welcome from Diggity, the luscious Brody. Thank you, thank you. You got it right. You nailed it. I had it wrong in the doc, so this Yeah, is I changed it in the doc because it originally said luscious. I was like, what's I luscious? <laughs> I have rosy cheeks, but... <laughs> I have yet to see you go full-on uh, full red, though. I haven't so, seen that yet. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right, how's everybody doing tonight? What's going on? Fantastic. Ah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so, yeah... Uh, uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and get this slight little disclaimer out the way. We are a bunch of nerds. So, you know, if you guys came here for about some, uh, about anything that's not PlayStation, goodbye. <laughs> no, st- stick around though. We, we love to have fun and, and, um, and getting all that out of the way, let's just go rent. Uh, let's just go rent some housekeeping. All right. So Crossroads is the PlayStation podcast here on Boss Rush Games, where each week we, uh, we live, we are live here on twitch.tv slash boss rush games live uh we come together and we give you the latest news rumors discussions and games in the world of playstation if you can't join us live you can head over to our to our youtube channel is youtube.com slash boss rush games uh or your favorite podcast service every thursday to listen to the show uh remember to like share rate and review us whenever you consume our show and check out our family podcast and all of our content on bossrushgames.com. so Welcome to the podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and let's get some intros out the way. Why are we here? Uh, this is the part where we're going to just tell you guys about our pedigree when it comes to PlayStation. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to let Nelly start first. All right. I'm here because of my love for video games, not only for PlayStation. Like, video games are escape for me. So, like, any chance I can get to play a video game, I'm in. So, as far as my PlayStation resume go, I've been a PlayStation fan since Battlerina Tashima, uh, Parasite Eve, Resident Evil, mm. Bushido Blade, which I know a lot of people forgot about. So, uh, hey, anything PlayStation, video games, I'm there. Wow, Bushido Blade, the technical fighting game before games actually got technical. 
<laughs> well, nice, nice, nice. Uh, Logan. So I started out PlayStation 1. I grew up playing Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, um, and Toy Story 2 for some reason. I played a lot of hours into that game. Uh, played all that and then um, fell out during the PS2 for some reason. Didn't pick it up. And then a uh, certain Greg Miller, who from Kind of Funny, got me back into it um, with uh, Dead Space, actually. Dead Space was the game that got me hooked back into PlayStation, and I've been a fanboy ever since. Uh, you know, love games like uh, Horizon. Um, you know, that's maybe the only one who's actually completed it in this group, as <laughs> I had to learn in the pre show, and I'm not Throwing happy about it. <laughs> Throwing stones, man. But join the movement because LeBron has not played it, y'all. Join the movement. It's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's gonna be the running theme for tonight i know it is that's gonna be the running theme uh but hey like uh like can we just spend the rest of the time talking about how dead space was superior on playstation oh, sure. so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> even though even though even though everybody knows like the like the like the skeleton in the game was built on xbox technology but hey it played better on playstation i don't care what you guys say <laughs> all right brody what's up with you well, uh, I'm actually probably the black sheep here. I have not been a PlayStation fanboy for the very long. Uh, I actually just got my first PlayStation a couple years ago. Growing up, I was a Nintendo kid, uh, and then I got into the Xbox ecosystem just because a lot of my friends were playing there. And then uh, I picked up a PlayStation 4 a couple years ago, and uh, with the, the next generation coming out, I was getting ready to switch over to PlayStation probably as my main console. And so it was just kind of heading that direction. And mainly I got brought on because uh, I've done a bunch of shows with Corey and worked with the Boss Rush guys quite a bit. And uh, so, yeah, I'm the, I'm the newbie PlayStation fan of the group here, but uh, I stay up to date on all that stuff. So, yeah. All right. You know what? You're part of the PlayStation community now. We and we always welcome uh, anybody new, big, small, even even people who lost their way and went and went to other consoles, <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, so so basically my PlayStation resume, like I like I pretty much been diehard since the since the very first uh, PlayStation one system, uh, which uh, launched with the PS the place PS one launched in December of 94. And that was my Christmas present. I was actually on deployment and I begged, I begged my family back at home, like, hey, like, I don't want anything for Christmas except this PlayStation that's coming out. And I, my family's like, what's a PlayStation? And I was like, just look it up. And they're like, oh, God, you want a video game system? Aren't you a grown man? And it's like, I want a video game system. Um, I'm out to sea for the next the next six months. Please send me this. I got it. You know, <laughs> I, I got it for Christmas because <laughs> my family loves me and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, uh, I I I am even though even though I've strayed because um, I'm more of a PC gamer now. You know, thanks to my job and my professionary thing, I, I I work in the IT field, so PCs have become the thing now. And I've learned so many ins and outs of it. But my PlayStation pedigree, like I said, starting PS One. Getting getting uh PS one PS two the Vita the freaking PSP PS three PS four I I've had it all uh, cut my teeth on games like Ballerina Toshinden um, also uh, another another uh, obscure game that that was was actually pretty great but people have forgotten about this uh, shooter called Philosoma it did some great things back then uh it, and of course the other games like parasite uh, parasite eve like the square the square well it was square soft back in ps1 before it was square enix and everything everything square came out with i just ate up on the playstation uh it, uh, it was a, it was a glorious time uh for me and so yeah uh so i got i got welcome back into the ecosphere i have a ps4 like i said um and i play it but 
after I shifted PC games, like it took a lot of it took a lot of prodding from uh, from guys like uh like like Ed and Corey from uh, from our other from our other podcast families to like say, hey, you better come back. <laughs> so yeah, so here we are. So here I am on the on on the PlayStation podcast with these guys, and uh, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, all right, so uh, anything else we want to add or nope, nope. All right. <laughs> You got so oh no okay all right so <laughs> all right so let's just go ahead and get to the news block uh, and the first thing the first thing we're going to talk to you about is Ghost of Tsushima Legends uh, so here's what I know about it for sure like if uh, like it broke the internet as far as the gaming sphere was was uh, was concerned about because it was it, it they might as well said. They might as well have said Kingdom Hearts Five was coming out or something. You know, I know there's not Kingdom Hearts Four, but I'm just saying that's how big the the internet took the news of Ghost of Tsushima Legends. And guys, what do you have to say about it? <laughs> I mean, this is a game that is the fastest selling new IP for PlayStation, and so uh, this game's really taken off. It's been really well received, even in Japan, which would be the pickiest audience for a game oh, like yeah. this. Uh, and we were chatting about it, I guess, in the pre-show, <laughs> uh, but it, it was a lot of, like, I mean, this game is fantastic, and I've been playing a ton of this game, um, and I, I'm excited to see a multiplayer aspect to it. It's it's something that's a little bit different and something nobody necessarily wanted, not necess- not because they don't want it, but it's because nobody knew they wanted it. It's yeah. one of those things they they kept under wraps, and and when they started to talk about it, it, it I mean, it's awesome. I I can't wait. I mean, yeah, you think of these big open world games, you don't necessarily think multiplayer. You think of, hey, I'm going to spend hours exploring this alone. I love that Legends is coming. I think this is a great opportunity to really showcase what this game can do. Because I mean, from a story standpoint. Aside from The Last of Us Part Two, there's no game that's better as far as story in 2020. But then you add this combat, and this combat's really, really unique. I, I haven't played a game that has quite the combat system that Ghost of Tsushima has. And so I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm, I'm so excited to be doing the co-op, but then also doing the four-player uh, survival and, and seeing exactly how far me and my buddies can get in it. And to to kind of add into this, I guess we didn't entirely explain what it is, but it, it is a multiplayer component of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And so if you have two people, you can play co-op missions. If you have four people, you can actually play uh, basically like a wave battle type of situation. There's four different uh, classes. I believe it was um, there's uh, Ronin, Samurai, um, Assassin. And a hunter, yeah. and uh, so you can you each choose one of these classes. I assume only one of each class, uh, and then you go into this big battle wave system and actually uh, fight some some new enemies. Even uh, they're introducing um, the on- oni, uh, which are kind of like a magical, like tougher enemy than what we've seen in the single player. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm stoked. For this. It, it really could be a great thing to see. And I like that it has a little bit of that strategy feel to it, too, where, you know, you're going to be playing towards each of your individual players' kind of strengths and weaknesses with the different classes. I, I'm so freaking pumped for this. Honestly, I have yet to... Sorry, yep. I muted my mic. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm supposed to be getting a Yeti. 
So that's out there too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, um, like I said, I have yet to play it, but I'm actually excited for uh, co-op because I do like co-op games, even though I do play a lot of solo games. So I'm actually excited to have someone to explore this whole game with. So I'll say the um, I'll say the one thing because I, I have yet to play it. Um, and and so when this announcement came out, it's kind of a big deal for me because I was like, wait, I thought this was just exclusively like a single player, like solo, like like solo campaign type game. So when the news came out about this, I was like, oh whoa, like this this is going to be a big deal. Uh, one of the things uh, one of the things that stuck out to me though, like looking at the um, at the news bit, is that uh, is that. Is that in a two player in a two player mode you can actually do co op in the story in the story missions, um, and basically that brings a whole new different. I like co op games, and you know, like if if I if I want if I want to like throw out something here real quick, like the reason why I, why I think Dead Space Three was a good game is because of the co op element to that. Uh, now we're gonna swing back to goes to Tsushima because I don't want to be that nerd that talks about <laughs> that, that, talk, that talks about the, the that beloved sci fi horror game uh, and you know in Deep Space. But yeah, um, following the announcement for this though, it's like okay, I gotta take this game seriously. Besides the fact all my friends are playing it, it's like I need to see what's what's on it. Uh, but yeah, that co-op element that that right there got got my attention because it's like okay, I should've been playing this at launch. That way, when the when the DLC drops, like I will have people to play with, you know, like friends and stuff like that. Just to clarify, they are going to be uh, different missions. They aren't going to be the same story missions you play throughout the the single player, uh, and it will focus around these these legends that have been have been built up while you play the so or the single player. Um, but yeah, it, it's I mean the the best part about this for me too is the fact that this keeps people from trading this game in now. So this right. is this is absolutely. Um, keeping this game around and keeping it relevant and keeping people talking about it. And so it, it is now something that can be built upon. And even from here, I mean, this is free DLC, but if they wanted to go for some more paid DLC or something like that, they can now extend this and go mm -hmm. towards funding their next game or, you know, Ghost of Tsushima 2 or however they want to go about it. Um, but it really opens up a lot of opportunities for Sucker Punch, the developers of this game, to do a lot more than what um, what they've done so far, which, I mean, what they've done so far is amazing, but it's it's just that next step and, and uh, really just making this game on another level. And they're just adding to a storyline that is already, like I said, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And if you give me a co-op with that, I mean, I would love to play with my roommate who hasn't played it and see exactly if I can get him hooked on that story and then maybe get him to do a single player run through it. Because I think you have a beautiful opportunity here to get people who maybe not like traditional single player games, play the co-op version and then go off and, and venture on your own and explore this beautiful world. You know that can be a conversation topic uh, real soon here. How how do we get how do we get classic uh, classic multiplayer and co op people to play an actual single player game? That that that's a conversation piece that that we we should have later. Uh, all right. So, uh, no, do you have anything else to add? Nope. All right. <laughs> like all I right. said, I'm excited to play it. Like I I have yet to play it, but I'm really excited about it. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm excited to play it too. Hey. My team up hey, there. hey, hey, maybe we can do our co-op. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, following up the, the news about the uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends that's coming out. It's, uh, right now, there's no there's no actual release date for it. It says right now, fall of 2020. So, it could be here as early as next, next month. Or it could be here as late as right before Christmas. I, uh, so I did like the wording here because they didn't, if they had said holiday, it's like, okay, launch PS5, bring it out. That yeah. could be cool. I like that they put fall here. 
bikini yeah. see more for the PS4. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I, I respect that. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we got a new Batman game coming, guys. Yeah, yeah. we do. We got a new Batman game oh, coming. Kind of Batman game. Batman uh, universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gotham Gotham Knights basically. And I tell you what, when I saw when I saw the little the little hook promo they had for it, and you had Batgirl in the classic Batgirl outfit. Well, yes. I mean it, it's a modernized uh, classic outfit, but you know, like I saw that and I was like, oh. That is so sweet! Oh my god, uh, but uh, but they unveiled that during the uh, the DC Fandom Online event. Uh, Warden Bros. Montreal is finally revealing Gotham Knights, long rumored and previously teased next big Batman game. Uh, except for sometime next year, there's no no there's no definitive release date, but there are trailers out there. But there is a uh, world premiere trailer out there, and also a gameplay walkthrough that you guys can check out. Uh, and apparently, this is supposed to be following like something that goes on after the death of Batman. Apparently, yeah. That's what it looked like from the trailer. Yeah. All yeah, right. it's like the, a the apparent hero. death. I mean, can you really kill Batman? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm done. Can you I, kill I, anybody I, in DC, <laughs> technically? Yeah. <laughs> DC doesn't kill people. Come on, if, now. If, 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 if I start on Batman, I guarantee you people will be in the social media feed later. So, uh, so I'm, I'm going to punt that one. <laughs> I'm going to say right now, he's not dead. I'm yeah, calling it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, you you can't kill Batman. He comes out first playthrough of of just these four characters, and then after that, you get to play as Batman. He steps uh, out from the shadows like Nick yeah. Fury. I know it's from different universes, <laughs> well, but like, here's what I like about it though. Like, uh, like you got like you're gonna have Batgirl, you're gonna have Robin, you're gonna have Nightwing, but shocker, Red Red Hood too. You know that that was a shocker for me because like I feel like. Red Hood, like we knew about the Jason Todd character from back, you know, from back, from back in the day and everything. If you're a comic book nerd, but but may, but a lot of the mainstream audience didn't know who Red Hood was until they under the Red Hood um, uh, animated film came out, and then that's all of a sudden when Jason Todd character got, you know, came back, got amazing, you know, everybody loved him, and 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 so when I saw the news that he was going to be featured in the game as well, I was like, okay, yeah, they they knew they 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 know the they know who they're marketing to, so they're going to have a blast of this. Uh, so I'm kind of uh, curious uh, if I remember correctly, hasn't Red Hood been a few different people? So I wonder if this is, maybe isn't the Jason Todd Red Hood, maybe it's somebody else. That is just out of sheer curiosity. Yeah, that, that is Super. a possibility actually. Um, let's see. Uh, so. Here's here's my question. We saw the gameplay trailer. Well, yeah, we saw the gameplay trailer, and we got we got a pretty good idea like how the game's gonna play. How do you think is mo- which which one of the of uh, the previous uh, Batman games do you think is gonna feel the most like? Good question. I think oh. this one's gonna be more like. Um, I think it's gonna be more like Arkham Knight. Um, That's I, what I, I was think trying to think of. Yeah. I I think. I, granted, Rocksteady isn't necessarily directly involved in this one. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, this is, from what I saw from the gameplay, it really does have that Batman Arkham series feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, more specifically, Arkham Knight. Um, and it, they have, you know, the the four different characters like you were talking about. And the combat looks very similar. I mean, simple, but also kind of you're relying on combos and but it does look like they add in some new elements like some some better moves and a little bit more complicated stuff to an extent i doubt it's going to be too crazy but still a little bit more to kind of add that extra flair rather than just bouncing from target to target 
and punching and dodging and and things. I mean, Rocksteady and WWE Montreal have had a great relationship over the years too, and so you know if 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 half that area, if their team got inspiration from that, I mean, it would totally make sense. I'm kind of curious too. I mean, we saw in the gameplay trailer that we're getting to face Mister Freeze, but I wonder how, exactly how many DC villains we're going to be in this game. I mean, you figure with a team like this, they're going to bring in a few different big baddies from the DC universe. Oh, as long as they bring in Joker, I'll be happy. <laughs> Is there a place? Is there a place for Joker? I thought I thought they eliminated the Joker. Uh, what in, in the third game? I thought. Third, I think it was. Uh, yeah. If uh, I if I remember again, correctly, you can't kill like DC really doesn't kill characters, so that's why I'm like I still have hope for Joker. <laughs> I think I think this Gotham Knights is actually separate from the Arkham series. I hmm. think the Suicide Squad game that we'll get into here in a little bit uh, is supposed to be kind of the continuation. If I remember correctly, yeah, I, I, I briefly I, read the headline, but yeah, for WB Montreal did say it was a separate universe. It was similar but separate, and in this one, Batman is. They're saying he's dead right now, but they haven't. Okay. Confirmed. Okay, then, then that means Nelly's going to see her Joker. <laughs> you might get a little flash of him at the end, maybe to set up the next game or something, but I don't think they're going to focus on him. I, I think it's going to be a focus on a lot of some of the other b- villains. And, I mean, from the gameplay they showed, they were already starting to get to Mr. Freeze, so I assume we're going to see a handful of them. And the way they were kind of setting it up, it seemed like it's, you know, all of these different gangs or these different villains now realize Batman's dead. And so now all the, these guys are kind of creeping out of the, the woodwork. And I, I think there's going to be a, a plethora of different I mean, Peng- Penguin's an easy one to look at, too. I mean, that would oh, be yeah. a perfect fit for this game here oh yeah i was thinking penguin too i'm hoping to see him all right so like i said no official release date yet for uh for gotham knights but uh it looks like i said it looks it looks very exciting uh you haven't had a chance to check it out yet just go check out the trailers uh like i said there's a there's a world premiere trailer and then also go and check out the gameplay walkthrough of it it looks pretty exciting and uh and i know for sure like us nerds over here at boss rush games and not just oh, not just us guys at crossroads are going to be into it all right so our next uh, and, and rolling right into it we're dc's on a roll because uh the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game is has an, has been announced and is set tentatively for 2022 for a release date. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. What what do you guys think of that trailer? Well, I'll let somebody else talk first. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking. <laughs> well, I'm gonna shoot to the ending with Superman, like we were all talking about. Maybe that's like Super Crypt Night. I don't know, but. We'll see. It was an interesting trailer. The fact that we get King Shark and Captain Boomerang, which, hey, shout out to WWE fans, Samoa Joe, uh, voicing King Shark, which I love that. Um, The fact that we're getting both those heroes as playable characters, along with Harley Quinn, of course, this game has just money written all over for me. DC Fandom was such a great event, and I thought specifically the game side did such a great job of showcasing games that not only are we going to care about, but... for the most part, DC's kind of dominated in the game sphere of it. Mm-hmm. And and they've just continued this legacy of just great game after great game. This one looks to be just another addition in their long line of great awesomeness. Oh, yeah, for real. Um, here's what I'll say. I'm one of those people that trailers, if it's not a gameplay trailer, it doesn't do anything for me. It's just like, oh, I know your game's coming. But for some strange reason, Suicide Squad, I was... 
I was maybe like 15, 20 seconds into it, and then the more the more got the more got into it, the more I was riveted to it to the fact that I was like, oh, I didn't even care about this game at first, and now I'm like, I'm probably going to get this game and launch. Um, just that it, it just just that fun comedic element. And here's the thing about it. Here's the one thing I will say. You can tell when the developers are having a good time making and creating a game based off of what you either see happening in the trailers or ba- or based off of what you hear behind the scenes. And these guys are having a blast with this game. And the reason why I know they're having a blast with this game is because I was having a blast watching that trailer. Yeah. yeah I was enjoying all the combat that I... Like everybody just going in on the enemies, I was like, I'm actually feeling this. I can't wait to see the gameplay of it though. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what style of game this is because it is coming from Rocksteady, so it is. I mean, the the people who made the Arkham series, um, but this is it. It appears to be very different because they showed off the four characters, and I wonder if we'll get more Suicide Squad characters as well. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they did choose King Shark, which. Uh, I mean, I, I love him, but it's an interesting mix when you think Suicide Squad, especially in the last, what, two, three years, you think of kind of the, the movie that came out and flopped. Um, so it, it's it's interesting they chose who they did choose for this trailer, at least. Um, but I, I, I'm interested to see the, the style of game because it is for people. So I, I'm wondering if this is going to be like a level based thing. Is it going to be an open world thing where you can have your your friends join in with you? I mean. Because we right now we really don't know much other than this trailer, which trailer again, like you were saying, Laron, is this was amazing. I love this trailer so much, and it really captured the uh, the kind of goofy goofiness of these characters and how they all kind of don't mesh but still mesh together in this weird sort of way. And I think they really have an opportunity to do Suicide Squad justice after, obviously. The movie didn't, and I think it's also really ballsy to go after this IP immediately after that movie, essentially. Um, but yeah, this this game's still a ways out, so obviously we're going to see quite a bit more from these guys, uh, and we're going to see a lot more of what they're doing with it. Um, and and because I, I think they announced what 2022? 2022 yeah. games coming out. Twenty twenty two. So there's there's plenty of time here to see more, but uh, uh, the best part about the trailer is it does entice me to see more. It did mm-hmm. get me excited for this game, even though I was very hesitant when we found out it was a Suicide Squad game. <laughs> but I think they, yeah, <laughs> a little nervous around that IP, right? But I I really think that they they can do this very well, and if anybody can do it, it's Rocksteady. I will say this: When the news came out that the next that the next game from Rocksteady was a Suicide Squad game, like you'd already you already saw people like picking up the remote, changing the channel. <laughs> you- <laughs> but see, I, you know, I look at it like, okay, if, if we go back to DC fandom for a second, we look at they had a pretty great Suicide Squad trailer for the movie that James Gunn is working on, and oh, I yeah. think they're trying to kind of capitalize on that. Where like, if you watch the that Suicide Squad trailer that James Gunn did. King Shark looks awesome. Captain Boomerang looks awesome. And I hope, I think what they're trying to do is say, hey, these two characters were awesome in the movie. Let's continue that over gameplay and let's get you more of that fun. Because, I mean, Suicide Squad is completely different from any superhero kind of a a team that, that we've ever seen before. And you have that unique creativity to put these characters that have never been in a big game form like this in this spot and and feature them with Deadshot and Harley Quinn, two well known, well loved characters. It's kind of a perfect match. I think this game is going to work a little bit better than I think it is initially, just because 
I, I, I am so pumped to see exactly how Rocksteady kind of weaves all four of these characters together, and I think that's going to be the key thing. Well, I actually read it. It is an open world game, and we can actually uh, jump in between whichever character we want to play as. So I think that's going to be an interesting feature because we won't be stuck on one character. We get like multiple personalities within gameplay. So yeah, the so, only only concern I have is if they're going to be going down the similar route as like Marvel's doing with Marvel's Avengers right now, where it is. There's like you're teaming up with people online and you get, you know, four different characters and it's just going to be kind of a smaller level based thing, which, again, I, I mean, I, I guess I haven't said it on this show, but I actually enjoyed the Marvel beta that I did play. And I'm OK with that, but I don't want them to mimic it. I want them to do something different. I, I much more like the idea of it being more similar to the the Arkham Knight games or something of of that kind of like a, an open world experience or not even necessarily open world. I'm okay with levels too, but just something that feels larger, I guess, if that makes sense. And it you did sound like, like they kind of like more like story driven more than anything. Yeah. Else. I do want I do want a story to this and kind of a just I, I want them to do something really cool with this IP. I really do. And honestly, another thing I really loved is that they got Tara Strong to voice Harley Quinn again because she's mm -hmm. probably yes. one of my favorite Harley Quinns. She does such a good job. Absolutely incredible. She's an amazing voice actress anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. She does yeah, so real. much. Like, if you look at what every or all the different things she's done, it's incredible. Like, yeah. the range she has is just mm -hmm. unreal. Yeah, I was like, oh, Bubbles is Raven? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she did uh, Terra. Didn't, didn't she do Terra? No, 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 she didn't. I'm sorry. She was Tommy Pickles. Yeah, yeah she was Tommy Pickles. Yes. Back in the day. Yeah. Her IMDb page, IMDb Her, yeah. page is just huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's uh, insane. So, so apparently the game's taking place. Well, we know part of the, at least part of the game's taking place in Metropolis. So I got to ask a big question. If we live in the DC universe right now, which city, which city do you think you'd stand stay in the longest, Metropolis or Gotham? Which city do you think you could survive living in? <laughs> Metropolis. I mean, Metropolis is kind of the nicer city. I mean, <laughs> to an extent. I mean, Gotham's basically Jersey versus New York. I mean, <laughs> Gotham's a mixture of Chicago, New York, and Jersey all mashed together, and Detroit. It's it's literally yes. just just take all of the worst components of all of these cities, throw the it most, together. The most <laughs> destitute big city. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll probably go to Gotham because I'm a city kid anyway. So. Well, it's funny because I, I, as, as I was watching the trailer, I was like, well, I'd already known it was the Suicide Squad trailer, but I was watching the trailer, I was like, man, that's got to be Metropolis. All these explosions and all this stuff, that's got to be Metropolis. <laughs> oh, gee. All right. Well, um. So yeah. So so there we go. Uh. So DC has got some big got some big plans in the work. New uh the new bat uh, the new Batman uh Gotham Knights game and uh Sucker Punch. Uh, Sucker Punch. Wow. Uh. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting my IPs confused here. <laughs> uh, side Squad. <laughs> so uh. So uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about something that we, we thought about moving into a category called rumor control. But given that there's like this buzz around it uh, behind it making a PlayStation appearance, uh, let's talk about this, play this Prince of Persia remake, possibly. So uh, for for some people, because it was news to me when we brought it to our discussion room, it was news to me that Prince of Persia remake was, was reportedly happening. Uh, 
Uh, I will say this. If it's if it's taking place during the Sam's uh, or during that Sands of Time storyline, I'm all for it. But you know, I hate rumors in in the video in, in the video game world because there's one simple thing: everything that we hear always winds up being completely opposite of what we want it to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the longest time, uh, kind of going back into the the suicide or Suicide Squad thing, uh, forever everybody thought the Rocksteady game was going to be focused on the Court of Owls, and it turns out it's actually the opposite. Um, <laughs> so yeah, rumors in the video game industry are a whole nother animal. That nine times out of ten, they're probably wrong. Yeah. Um, but this one, this one is really in that take it worth a grain of salt stage because this just popped up on a Guatemalan uh, retailer website. Um, there, There is some kind of things to back it up, like a, a new Twitter account being made that somebody actually used the forgot my password thing and it, you know how it shows like <laughs> the stars and everything on, on the email account. Uh, yeah. It did appear to be a official Prince of Persia Ubisoft account, so it's very possible. Um, but again... So little is known at this point in time that it's hard to really be like, oh, this is definitely happening. It, it's kind of still a pipe dream, but I, I mean, I, I think all of us on this show are really excited that it may even be happening. Uh, it, obviously, it depends on which one they are remaking. <laughs> well, wait, here's here's my thing about it. Like, Prince of Persia, uh, Sands of Time, and the third one, uh, I can't remember. I, the, the, sub, the subtitle for that one is escaping me. They can just modernize that game. We'll be all right. The game that needs work is the uh, is the second one. <laughs> so if you're gonna if you're gonna focus the the assets to that into any of those three games, like focus on the second one because the second one. I remember I remember thinking I had a bad copy of the game because uh, because the voice dubbing was <laughs> off. I thought I had a bad copy of the game. Like I, I went to well I worked at GameStop at the time. I went up to I went back up to the store and I was like, hey, I need another copy of this game. This game is not right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the legitimacy here is that Jason Schreier is tweeting about it. And Schreier, if you if you know him just from Bloomberg and before Kotaku, he does his research before he calls anything out. And I think if he's standing behind this, there's some truth to it. Um, I don't know about the November rumored release date. That seems a little early That's for crazy. us to not know anything on it. Um, if you look at the article by by Tech or by Games Radar, yeah, they're, they're, the listing suggests a November 2020 release. That just seems way too early for us to not to know anything. However, we are rumored to be getting another Ubisoft forward here in either uh, early or mid to early September. So, I mean, it could easily be announced there. And then, you know, two months really is about right for, for the buildup to get the pre-orders in for that game. I, yeah, I assume that date is actually probably just a placeholder. Um I would think that if this game was coming this year, they would announce it in the first Ubisoft forward just because there wasn't a whole lot else to go there unless they're just trying to make sure they don't steal thunder from uh, Valhalla, which is very possible as well uh, because they do have, uh, I mean, Valhalla is going to be huge for them. So they may be waiting in it. Uh, if anything, if I were them, I would be pushing it till early next year if they do have it ready. Um, just because, like I said, let Bahala breathe for a little bit, let it have its time in the limelight, and then move forward with your next big game to keep people talking about Ubisoft, right? Because I don't think you can wait all the way till E3 next year. I think it's, yeah, I. I... I completely agree with you. It needs to be spring of next year. I mean, I think Ubisoft. I think because of this year and how you know E3 got canceled and how everything's been shifting, I think we're going to see more like state of plays and Ubisoft forwards become such a regular thing as we've seen it work well with Nintendo with directs. 
why not throw a Ubisoft forward right there at like March and hey, we got Prince of Persia coming, it's coming in maybe June or July, something like that. That makes it that's a great summer game right there to have on your on your oh, list. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's better to like build it up rather than just throw it out there and be like, hey, here's Prince of Persia. It was like nobody was expecting this, but at the same time, it's like we still want to see and know more about which direction this game is going in. So I mean as long I'm as with you guys. As, as long as as long as Ubisoft is not trying to like, you know, keep making the crew a thing, you know. That's no. I, that's all <laughs> but, but Oh, they're still trying. <laughs> This is kind of unlike Ubisoft because normally they are the overhypers way too early. I mean, look at Beyond Good yeah. and Evil 2. They hype that game up so early. We have no idea what that game looks like. Skull and Bones. We don't even know if that game's still being made. I mean, these guys are the kings of hyping things way too early. So, I mean, maybe they're taking a lesson. And maybe they're saying, hey, we're going to hold on to this until we know for a fact that it's ready. It's ready to go. We don't have to do a true crunch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Either that or they do announce it in the next Ubisoft Forward and it actually comes out November of next year. <laughs> I mean, that's possible too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know they released Watch Dogs this year. So that yeah. might be another big title of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Dogs and then Valhalla. And then on Valhalla, top of that, you have yeah. Cyberpunk coming out. There I mean, go. this, this, that's a lot of competition. Already pretty crowded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe push that into next year and, and kind of build off that momentum and stay away from some of these other big releases. Cause Prince of Persia is great and it has a huge fan base, but compared to some of these other games, maybe not so much. And it'll it, be the backlog. Shine. Right. It'll go straight into the backlog until you, you, Played through Cyberpunk eight times, and <laughs> you know, you know, you know, it's weird though. Like I, I have such a big nostalgia about games, and that's actually going to be one of our topics a little later on in in, in this discussion tonight. But I have such a big uh, nostalgia for games like that. Like I actually, I actually took time out from playing Monster Hunter just to run Resident Evil Three into the ground. <laughs> I have, uh, yeah. I, I mean, literally, I ran like I haven't, I haven't gotten all the, I haven't gotten all the unlocks and achievements and everything. But let me tell you, when I say I spent about sixty hours in, in Resident Evil Three Remake, like I spent that time there. <laughs> That's impressive because it's not even it's a not terribly even, long game. Exactly. Yeah. I, shoot. Like, <laughs> I want to say you can beat that in the afternoon and not and, and still have time for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly, it's only like a five-hour game yeah. or so. I yeah. mean the just quickly blow through it but but most resident evil games are short anyway but <laughs> actually actually all the resident evil games are short we we're just we we're just little wussies you know when they first came out because we were right? we were scared, we were scared death of dying uh, <laughs> well games just keep getting bigger and bigger too i mean yeah. you look back at the old mario games they're not inherently long they're just uh, pretty technical and you oh, gotta be I, spot on or you start back at the beginning and i don't know I'll, I'll know about that luigi's mansion man like i feel like i feel like i'm going i'm in vietnam with that game right now <laughs> <laughs> well i guess I, I i mean more back like the nes oh, days the, oh the nes days, days yeah the original marios um yeah. but yeah it's games just keep getting bigger and bigger so now you look back at a five-year or a five-hour game which at the time was probably fine and now as far as uh lengthwise and now you look at it you're like if it's not a hundred hours i don't want to play it i know <laughs> People, people feel like it's not worth the money. Right. Yeah. Resident Evil 3 got dragged. I was like, bro, I'm like, if you like the series, just give it a chance. I don't even know why I got dragged. Like, uh, like it's actually a good game. It yeah. is. I play Resident Evil 3 way more than I play 2, and I like 2 a little bit more than 3. But 2, two was amazing, but 3, I'm, 
three. I don't know. It, it just has my heart. I almost cried when I finished it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you almost cried because because you know kind of where the future goes for like those. Yeah. Car- well, I mean, except for Carlos, we we know we know where the future goes for like Jill. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. It, enough about that. Let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and talk about the PS5 controller. Because uh, because I tell you what, that thing is a thing of beauty to see, and I cannot wait to get my hands on one. But uh, but apparently the PS5 is going to be doing is going to uh, the PS5 Dual Dual Sense controller. The capabilities of that controller are supposed to just elevate the experience of any PS5 game that you you play. But here's my here's my thing. Do you do you guys feel like it may be just another gimmick, like how six axis was a gimmick, and what was the, and of course like move and motion control? Do you feel like that? How do you how do you guys feel about the PS5, uh, the DualSense controller? Besides the fact that it's gorgeous. You either, Actually, ex- go ahead. You either love it or you hate it. I mean, if the second that you're playing Call of Duty and your weapon jams and the controller jams on you, you're going to throw the com- controller you're going to smash. I mean, it's just it's just going to happen. It, but then, like, I, th- I feel like Miles Morales is going to be the game that gets me hooked on it because like, being able to feel how like the webs sling out, I think that's going to be just an absolutely incredible experience. There's, there's games that this controller is going to be made for, then there's going to be games just going to be god-awful for. I, I'm curious how it feels with first-person shooters, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, you're either going to love it or you hate it. I'm excited because it, they, like, for example, with a game like Horizon, you'll be able to feel the bow and, like, the pressure of the bow. So I'm excited to see what that feels like. One guy was uh, doing a demo, and he was like, oh, wow, I could just kind of, like, feel the sand. I'm like, feel the sand? What? How? So How? I don't know. Like... <laughs> How the character gets heavy on the sand, or somehow he was describing. Are, are we in episode, are we in episode of Black Mirror? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so excited. I want to see what it feels like when I'm reloading the gun, like uh, Logan said, and then gun gets jammed or something. <laughs> For me, don't don't come at me with pitchforks and torches here. Uh, this feels very gimmicky to me. It feels like your typical marketing stuff. Uh, this reminds me. Like one two switch, feeling how many ice cubes are in a controller type of thing. <laughs> I I mean I get it. It's cool. It's awesome. It's haptic feedback. But at the same time, all of this haptic feedback has to be implemented into the game by the developers. So it all comes down to how much the developers want to use it. I mean the trackpad on on the uh, uh, DualShock Four is great but it doesn't get used all that often because all of these developers have to put in the time and effort to do these things. So like, uh, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, where you kind of rub your finger across it and that shows you the wind where you need to go. That's cool, but it's not necessary. It is kind of this thing that it's, it's neat that it's there, but it doesn't have to be there. You could easily just press a button and do it or however you wanted to. Granted, they shoved a ton of buttons into that game yeah. and a ton of little submenus and stuff. But I, I, it is so much of this, and it is awesome what it does, but it's, it has to be utilized or else it's just a pointless gimmick that was there very similar to a lot of other things we've seen in the past from games, which is very common, unfortunately. 
to kind of build off that too, I think that there's more important features to focus on with the PS5, like the 360 audio. I think developers are going to be putting more and more towards that, especially with like the rise of like, you know, we're seeing Apple AirPod Pros get Atmos this year. I think that's kind of going to be a huge feature going forward is giving us that moving audio, that surround sound feeling in our headsets. That's going to be huge. And then, like, just expanding on ray tracing and exactly how much it can impact your games. I think studios are going to put an emphasis on those features compared to, oh, hey, well, you can feel it in your controller. I mean, because the PS4 has some of these features, too, and just developers haven't used it that much. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I mean, the haptic feedback is is very much, like, it, it does feel better. But it, I don't know if I... I'm sold on the idea of feeling sand. I mean, you're going to feel something, but it's not, I, I don't know. Like, I, and I haven't held the controller, so I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. they pulled some magic here, but at the same time, I, I just, if they add too much to it, it also could be a problem with the controller breaking over time. If this is actually feedback on the stick that makes it harder to move or something to to kind of give that feeling or however they end up going about it. I mean, we're getting a little a little trail of what to follow on this, but uh, it's, it's concerning at a certain point because you add too many mechanisms to something, it will eventually break. So... Yeah, the one. Yeah, and that's the one thing. You know, haptic feedback can be a gift and a curse because I remember back when I remember back when the dual when the Dual Shocks first got rolled out, like when they revamp when PlayStation revamped the controllers for the uh, for, for PS One, the Dual Shocks had too much rumble, and a lot of people were saying it was like doing things to their hands. Like even after they were playing the game, they could still feel the vibration in their hands for like for like an hour or so after they played the game and stuff like that. So, uh, so I mean, it's great that you know the technology's come come a long way to the fact where like it actually does like kind of immerse us into the game uh things like that but i also feel like it can be a gimmick you know um hey you guys can at me on social media if you want to have a conversation <laughs> about it <laughs> all right uh but yeah but here's the here's the one thing um here's the one thing uh when you've got the, when you've got all the next gen developers you know having a say having a say and speaking about it it looks like there's a lot of excitement in the in the air for and stuff like that and you know that's the one thing that's the one thing i will say like a lot of a lot of our a lot of our big console games where our console systems whether it's where it's sony playstation whether it's microsoft xbox where it's nintendo whatever they decide to call their systems at whatever point they release them there's always been a there's always been some type of gap or divide between between the company and the third party developers and the fact that so many third party developers are talking about this controller that lets you know at least there's going to be some effort we we might not see anything special after like by the time we get to the end of year two of the, of the PlayStation 5's life cycle but you know like there's there's buzz about it right now and that's one thing and that's a powerful thing to have before a system ever comes out uh, as a matter of fact. PS4, just the console itself had had that same had that same third party developer buy in as as what we're seeing right now with everybody and this controller, and maybe it's just because everybody's just in love with the controller because I'm in love with it. It's beautiful, and I and I can't wait to see the color options. <laughs> it it's grown on me. When I first saw it, I actually did not, not like it. I didn't like the t the two tone uh, look of it, but yeah. it has actually grown on me, and I really do like it, especially seeing it next to the console itself. Mm -hmm. I think that really kind of sells it for me. Right, right, um, yeah. And to kind of go off of what you were saying, where there's so much support behind this controller, there's so much support behind this console. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way developers have been gushing about the PlayStation 5 in general is just 
awesome to see, and it makes me so excited to see the the effort and what they're doing with this. We are. This is a Sony. This this is the podcast about PlayStation and Sony. And I will say this: uh, Sony has done a remarkable job of uh, of fixing their reputation with uh, developers since the PS3, because uh, apparently PS3 was the hardest system to develop for. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's why PlayStation had a rough PS3 had a rough uh, rough run during that console cycle, and Sony has done Sony is basically sending love letters out to all the developers and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I Good mean, Christmas look, gifts. <laughs> I mean, look, they were they were they were basically you know like in bed with PS4, and now they're like uh, now they're like okay, we're just gonna like just give you our, we'll give you like our, our lifeblood now, you know, like for PS5. Yeah. So you, yeah. Sony is Sony is on a roll if anything we can say that you know just just in the fact that you know like you have developers that are like we want to make games for you <laughs> right and and they're getting the third party support too i mean even from the studios that they don't own i mean yeah. they're getting tremendous support from the third parties oh yeah and, and also sony has a reputation with, with indie developers and stuff like that like a lot of a lot even though even though i feel like more indie developers i, I feel like more indies happen on on pc than they do in the in the actual so console yeah. realm, right. uh, Sony Sony still boasts having the biggest like you know like support behind indie developers and stuff like that. We we see more and more we see more and more indies like come out first on PlayStation, you know if it's not if it's not out on PC and then they wind up everywhere else. I don't know I if mean, it's necessarily support. I think it's just that it's the larger player base uh, yeah. to an extent. Maybe because that's it. I mean really support wise, Xbox has really done a really great job with supporting indies. Um, okay. Not to bring xbox into the conversation right right? but it 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 is kind of a thing there but yeah i i mean a lot of indies if they are releasing somewhere they generally will come to steam and then also to playstation yeah and the cool thing is too is that sony takes chances on games that you don't necessarily know if they'll work i think fall guys is a perfect example of that i mean you put that as a playstation plus game you give them an incredible fan base that game has become a worldwide sensation now and i mean you're looking at Twitch numbers too. People are watching the game; they're playing it. It's it's just been phenomenal with it, and Sony's got a big part to that. And it's so popular that the servers broke down. Like, uh, what's yeah, that's been the annoying part. But heck, you know, <laughs> they were they were broke for a couple days after it first came out. <laughs> it was a now, little rough, but now here's how we know. Here's how we know if the uh, if the DualSense controller is going to be like everything we dreamed it's going to be. We we gotta see. We gotta see how the Gran Turismo fan base welcomes <laughs> yeah. that controller because you already know you already know people are planning to spend 300 dollars on steering wheels and stuff like that but you know for the for the person who's like well i just plopped all this money down the system i can't buy i can't buy a steering wheel we're gonna see what they have to say about the dual sense controller when they start racing so i mean that right there once we figure once we see what what gt7 players are saying about it then we'll know for sure this is the controller that everyone has been hoping and dreaming for yeah for sure yeah you hit a car and then the controller like Jumps out your hand, <laughs> <laughs> or broken glass just flies into your face. <laughs> I'm not gonna be happy till I can smell smells through the controller. Oh my gosh! Oh, like Soren at um. I want to smell Gotham. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to smell like the Last of Us. I don't want to smell Days Gone. Can you? You know, I, yeah. I just remember, I just remember being wild playing. Um, I think the first game I played on PS4 that actually I heard like the 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 sound feedback on was uh, was Infamous, and that just and that just blew me away right there. I was like, wait, did I just hear that right? <laughs> and so I mean, 
yeah, P- uh, PlayStation can be gimmicky with their controllers, but everybody's gimmicky with their controllers. It doesn't matter what. It, I, I mean, it doesn't matter what console uh, developer you are. Every 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 console every console controller has a gimmick and stuff like that. Uh, Sony always seems to just go all out. <laughs> I'm interested to see how the um, the whole picking up a controller and it realizing who you are is implemented. I don't know if you guys heard about that or not. There's I've supposed about- to be there's supposed to be something in the DualShock or not DualShock, um, DualSense, where when you pick it up, it can tell how you hold the controller and automatically sign you in. Uh, I think. Is, so, I feel like I feel like it's more like what like um what like our cell phones are where it does the um where it does the um fingerprint uh, the fingerprint yeah. yeah the t- the touch ID the thing because uh, right. Uh, it's got to be um, something along those lines. Well, and shout out to them too for finally putting a microphone and is like building a headset in the controller too, where you don't have to be plugged in necessarily to be able to hear and talk to your friends too. Because th- th- there's times I just don't want to wear a headset. Right. In all honesty. Yeah. They said you know for for that it's more like I wouldn't use it long term. It's like right. a quick like hey let me grab my mic type of thing so you can still at least right. talk real quick. But yeah, I mean that is something awesome that they're doing there. Yeah, the the picking up the controller thing uh, seemed a little odd to me when I heard about that, and it'll be interesting to see how that is supposedly implemented, but that one seems very gimmicky. I mean, a, Xbox did something similar, but that was just actually assigning a controller to each person, but, I mean, you know, if a controller dies and you got to grab a new controller or whatever, it's, it's a lot easier to not have that going on. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Well, that's all the that's all the big news. Uh, we we're doing good, guys. Uh, hey, <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, are, are, are we not the squad? Are we not the squad? <laughs> all right, we are so, the goals. <laughs> so let's uh, so let's 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 get on to our big topic, and that is basically PS Five launch predictions and everything that comes uh, comes with it, including what launch games do we expect? Uh, uh, Logan, yo, well, go. <laughs> November sixth, we are getting it, y'all. PS Five. I'm gonna say November sixth. Sony likes to release on Fridays. Go for it. Take a November sixth. I think. If they had a good horror game, wait a week and do it on the 13th. Friday the 13th would make a total amount of sense, but we haven't heard anything major. We know RE8's coming, but I don't think that would be a great necessarily launch title for the PS5. Um, I think they're launching with Miles Morales, and I wouldn't be totally shocked if Ratchet and Clank are right there, too. Ratchet and Clank is either in December or it's at the end of November for me. I, I just, I think, especially with the holiday, it's so easy to sell Ratchet and Clank right there around Black yes. Friday and Christmas. And so I think Miles Morales will be the launch title. And then with a, with, by the way, a remastered uh, version of Spider-Man. I think that makes a ton of sense that it gets players back involved in what I think Insomniac's, one, one of Insomniac's best creations. Six, five ninety nine is your price. Uh, for the disc version, I think four ninety nine dis- uh, with the digital version. Wait, five ninety nine? Yeah, five ninety nine. Okay, okay. okay. With the disc four ninety nine digital. Okay, okay. Uh, Nelly, I'm actually hoping it is Spider Man. I wouldn't mind. Uh, hey, I wouldn't mind playing the new Spider Man, uh, especially like since I got my PlayStation when uh, it. Wait, it was a bundle, 
So I got Spider-Man with it. So I think that'd be a good follow-up, especially with it being a different, a separate game from like the Spider-Man world. So wait, 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 did you get the red and blue system? Actually, no, I got the regular black and it came with the and, and, and it threw the disc in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was about to be jealous. The PS4 pro version. Yeah. With the red. Oh, it's so sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so mad because, uh, because I walked into Best Buy and they had, they had a bunch of the God of War ones in there, and I was like, I was like, I, I can buy this right now, but I need to wait a day. I should not have waited that day because the next day I went back, they were gone. <laughs> you don't wait on stuff like that. <laughs> I know, I know, and 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 I was going nuts. Like I, like I was like, oh, they're not coming back. They're not coming back. And so, like every time I saw like an online contest for one of those consoles, I was like, oh, I'm entering. I don't, I don't care if they want it with my financial information. I, I'm, I'm entering this. <laughs> I, unfortunately, <laughs> I've never got one. Of course, but they did uh, get your information. They, well, yeah, they got my information. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Uh, uh, so. Uh, so you're saying also Spider-Man? Uh, uh, any um, any uh, any ideas on those price points, or are you are you also with Logan on that one? Uh, I'm. Oh, since I feel like games, since the games are going higher, I think that price is going to rise. So I'm thinking like seven hundred. Mm. That might be a little bit too steep, but I'm thinking since uh, video game prices are rising, consoles are going to rise a little bit. Actually, before I, before I go to you, Brody, let me let me let me ask everybody this: How much do you think would be too much for 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 either of the new consoles? And I'm not just talking PlayStation; I'm talking I'm talking Xbox too. How much do you think would be too much money? Like it might it might actually break the community to try to to want to justify buying it. Anything over six hundred is going to cause a massive uproar. It, we've, we've seen it actually. I mean, oh, yeah. for PlayStation Three, uh, that was that was their big misstep was announcing yeah. it was going to be five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, it was five hundred at the time, but I, I imagine now you know it's it's six hundred is a lot more likely. We've seen we've seen five hundred dollar game consoles, so that's nothing new. But if we go past six hundred, um, that that's going to be a major issue. People, people will probably wind up getting into the territory of like, do I just buy a PC now? Yeah, I mean, right. you're talking a fairly decent PC for that. You can run yeah. a, a decent amount of things, and I mean, you, you might not be ultra high settings all the time, but you can still work with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah. So uh, so Brody, uh, go ahead, hit me. Let's. Uh, what's some of your What's some of your predictions and as far as far as uh, and launch games too. I think we'll definitely see Spider-Man at launch. Uh, I don't think they would have announced it and said it was coming this year if it wasn't launching with the PlayStation 5. I mean, that's a huge system seller right there. They got to come in. I mean, they don't have to come in strong. I mean, Sony definitely likes to kind of ride on their their past laurels. Um, So this is definitely something where they're coming in a little bit cocky, but I do think they are also aware that they need to have something at launch or else there's no... I mean, there is a desire to some people, but a lot of people aren't going to buy it at launch, and that's going to be the case anyway. But I, I think very much uh, Spider-Man is going to launch alongside this console. I um, feel like I feel like Spider-Man is going to be a launch title just because they let out with that game first <laughs> on, the, uh, the on the big on, on the live review on the on the live uh, reveal. I think this is going to come out the second week of November. Uh, the last two consoles have come out. Uh, the PlayStation 3 was November 11th, and the PlayStation 4 was November 15th, or I might have got those switched 15th. around, one of the, no, the, one or the other. On the PS4. Um, 
So I, I think we're definitely going to see it probably the second week of November, any later than that. Now you're kind of getting into the territory of Black Friday and it gets a little messy. Um, so it's easier to go that first or second week of November uh, and still be considered holiday season, right? You got to hit that that November window to an extent. Um, I guess kind of Halloween somewhat gets thrown in there too. It's kind of a weird where people make that cut off, right? But uh, and I'm I'm torn. Um, I think I think this is going to come in at 500. I I could definitely see it being 600, but they're both playing this game. Both major console uh, Xbox and PlayStation here are playing this game of who's going to announce the price first, and neither of them want to overshoot it because we've seen in the past that is a major misstep, mm-hmm. uh, and so they're really trying to be generous with this i mean for the most part when you're selling a console you lose money anyway uh that or you're just barely making money like a couple dollars per system right they're they're these consoles are not where they make their money they make their money from the software and and games bought and things like that so i think they're going to be pushing for 500 um depending on there, I mean, obviously, this year's been weird, and there's a lot of other factors and things like manufacturing and and getting the parts that you need, so that can drive the price up. So it easily could be a six hundred dollar console, uh, and I don't think they'll go above that. But I, I'm really torn on that price. And then whatever that price is for the disc version, I think you're looking at a hundred to hundred fifty dollars cheaper for the discless version. I mean, it, it's the same thing essentially with a different shell on one side and minus the optical drive so it's not like it's a huge thing but they can also afford to put that out there a little bit cheaper and on top of that that ensures that all of the games that are purchased are now digital and they make more money on digital games than they do physical games so it's a win-win for them um and i think they can afford to take a little bit bigger hit on that so what i uh, LeBron, you and I talked about this on the Boss Rush podcast last week where, you know, I think the reason they're going to come out with Spider-Man Miles Morales with this is just because Sony is cocky. And with 343 delaying Halo, this is yes. a perfect opportunity to puff out your chest, to be the Sony that we know and love, play the heel <laughs> and uh, come out with your big exclusive. I mean, it just makes sense. But yeah, for real. Uh, for, so yeah, joining along with joining along with the group. Yeah, I also believe that uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be a launch title. I, 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 I don't see why not. And and if I'm if I'm being pretty honest here, I felt like they were going to do Miles Morales as DLC for the last Spider-Man game anyway. So I guess as time got closer, and they're like, hey, we've got a console development cycle coming up. I I think I think they saw always where the wind was blowing, and it was like, hey. This gives us enough time as opposed to rushing and getting this DLC out here and trying to keep this other IP going long enough because we know a Spider-Man sequel is coming. Miles Morales is not uh, – they haven't even said Miles Morales is a Spider-Man sequel. but It's, um, it's, it's supposed to be like more like a lost legacy. legacy. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, a, enough to be considered a full game but also not a full, full game. You know, It's a little bit smaller experience. Um but yeah, I I agree. I think it did originally start as DLC, and I think it's going to be similar to that like God of War type of thing where he's like, oh, I have so many ideas for DLC, and now it's just a new game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, oh. yeah. So uh, for sure, um, I, I say Spider-Man Miles Morales will be a launch title. Uh, there was another game that was on my mind, and now I can't think about it. I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to think back to everything they 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 talked about. Ratchet Jack and Clank. And 
or oh, yeah, a oh, oh Jack or oh Jack and Daxter's one of those ones. Hold on, we're gonna say that for the next segment. We're gonna say that for the <laughs> yeah, next segment. I'm I always uh, mess those up uh, for whatever reason. I get well, yeah, back and forth because Ratchet and because Cl- Ratchet and Clank are so and, and, and Jack and Daxter were so similar back then, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think Ratchet and Clank will be a a launch title, but I think Ratchet and Clank's gonna be a holiday title. That's that's the way I feel on that one. What about Kenna or Kenya or Kenna? Uh, Kina, Kina, yes, Kina. I've Kina. Um, what is it called? A uh, bridge, bridge I, of spirits. Corey well, was talking about it the other day, and I was like, "Yeah." The more I look at that game, it's like, if that game is ready, because it doesn't look like it's going to be a huge, huge game. If that game can be ready for a launch, I'd totally play it at launch. Yeah, I w- oh, I would too. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that's one of the five games that off off of the um off the the reveal that I was like, "Oh, I'm buying these games day one." Uh, so wow, if that game is ready, I will get it. If that if that game is ready, I will get it. Uh, so I think I think the consensus here is that everybody's thinking Spider Man is going to be the 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 bona fide launch title for it. Uh, I, I, I could but, definitely see Ratchet and Clank coming holiday though. I agree yeah. with you on that because it, it is uh, they got to keep that momentum going into the the next month and get somebody to go out and buy another PlayStation Five game while. There is going to be a drought. There always is at the beginning of these launch consoles. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think that was announced because that's going to be their next game, and I think it will hit before the end of the year. Uh, as far as as far as price points, I feel like I've. I've I feel like for the most part, like we're looking at five hundred dollars and four hundred dollars. Uh, and mm-hmm. the reason and the reason why the reason why we have we have a discless version of, of, of the console coming out, which which that's. That's a first, honestly. Well, not technically a first for Sony, but it, it's it's a first because I mean the PS Vita, they did that. They they did that experiment with the uh, with the with the PS <laughs> with, with the with the. Well, I'm not not the PS Vita. I'm sorry, the PSP Go, yeah. the PSP and the PSP Go. They they tried that experiment where it was like a discless uh, discless system because I mean everybody hated the UMDs. I don't understand why I hate the UMDs. I mean they were clunky, but I don't understand why everybody hated them. Uh, but um, but so honestly. It was. I feel like it was about time Sony tried something new. You know, as far as like what the consoles go, and I mean, and you know, because we we had the split market with the with the with the base system and then the pros, and right. but now there's not really a need for a base system and a pro at this point right now. So what's what's the new what's the new thing and what's the what's the new way to just get more systems into the households and stuff like that. And uh, and so I feel like. That four hundred dollar price point, which is what which is what we're used to when we look at the PS4 Pro versus the PS versus the base PS4. That the the base PS4 uh, the I'm going to call it the base PS5. Uh, the base PS5 will have that will have that price point that everyone associates with Sony, uh, Sony right. PS, PlayStations, and then the the more expensive one will be five hundred dollars. Because I also agree, like once you once you get above five hundred dollars, it starts getting it starts getting tricky. Yeah. yeah, and with and with Sony and Microsoft playing that ultimate game of chicken right now, with, with yeah, <laughs> who's gonna drop the price? Exactly. You know, you know, one you know one person one 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 group can basically commit suicide if they say the wrong number. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Go ahead, Logan. Do we expect a pro version with this at some point? Like, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mid generation. One yeah, one thing I've learned is uh is that is that every it seems like every console now gets like that upgrade and I'm not and you know I'm not really sure why because I always felt like upgrade the upgrades for the system was just the new system you know so like so like let's let's for example like the like when PS One was out 
I didn't feel there was an upgrade until PS2 came out, honestly. <laughs> uh, I think the, the big thing is a lot of the development tools stay the same, so it's yeah. easier for developers to continue on with it. I think that's really the main change. Other than that, yeah, I mean, like uh, the, that, that Pro or the PlayStation 4 Pro is, I mean, essentially the next console generation, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a blurred line, but it's yeah. like it's like it, we we basically call it, we basically call it PS4.5, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a uh, half step up, but not quite enough to warrant right. everyone to go out and buy it. It's more like people are pretty diehard or want the the best experience. One thing I did want to point out before I forget about this, because somebody will call me out in comments at some point. There has been rumor that the discless version is not going to be quite as powerful. Um, I don't believe those rumors. Um, that's why I didn't address it when I was talking about basically being the same console. Uh, but just to clarify, I am aware of that. I don't believe it, though. <laughs> yeah. That would be... I feel like they, they would be shooting themselves in the foot if they... Yeah. If not only the discless version was out there, but it was inferior... Yeah. Right. Oh, that'd be a that'd be awful. That, that yeah. would be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so any other predictions? Correct. Uh, uh, Midwest is actually spring and not the summer, like some people are thinking. I mean, if they're gonna hit, I think exactly where Horizon. Uh, uh, Zero Dawn hit. I think I think it's February, maybe early March, uh, release date. I think no, for the don't. most part, after these consoles launch, it's going to be a little quiet. Uh, I mean, you, it, it's not going to be quiet because there's so much hype and everything built up around these consoles. But I don't think we're going to see a ton of releases just thrown at us or anything crazy going on. I think these consoles are going to launch. People aren't going to stop talking about them for a while uh and so they're going to be able to build off that hype and without having to do anything and they will i mean that that's the easiest way for them to go about it but yeah i i think um as we said before i think we've pretty much covered everything we'll see this year and even then ratchet and clank might be a little bit of a pipe dream kind of thing uh as much as i'd love to see it it it's not an absolute necessity for them, so they might push it off a little bit. You never know. And coronavirus is throwing a wrench in absolutely everything. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows? I mean, we'll have Call of Duty. We'll have Cyberpunk. We'll have Valhalla. We'll have. Uh, there's a whole nother one. I'm yeah, there's. I, I remember the game I was thinking about now. Demon Souls remake. I, that was the game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Watch we'll Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. And, and then there'll still be those people who are just getting into Avengers and Tony Hawk Pro Skater because it's been on their backlog. I mean, man, the, really from like in two weeks when we get Avengers and we get Tony Hawk, from here on, it's a pretty dang busy year for games. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As long as nothing gets postponed again. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. for... Watch Cyberpunk get delayed again. Oh, God. No, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm waiting <laughs> don't, for Cyberpunk. Don't, don't put say that, that into the universe. No, no. <laughs> that happened. Hey, that Xbox is like, hey, screw it. We're just going to release the Xbox Series X. <laughs> that was our savior. Uh, I think I speak for I think I speak for everybody here on the PlayStation panel. Like, guys, don't expect Gran Turismo 7 within the first year. <laughs> oh, no. 
like, no, when that's is the a, second when year is a, of the console. Yeah, use. when has the Gran Turismo game ever came out like right after the launch of the other console? <laughs> so they didn't even put like a window in the trailer. They're like, hey, you know what, screw We know we're not even going to be able to match anything. We don't want to tell you spring so we can delay it another two years uh, after that. Oh, God. They're probably still, everybody's still trying to get the licenses together. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. At best, we would see it next holiday season, and I doubt even then. I would think we'd be looking at, like, spring of 2022. Uh, You know, actually, it's funny because they don't ever have any uh, – I'm saying it's going to sound wrong. They don't have any real pomp and circumstance when it comes to Gran Turismo launching. They'll just launch it in any time of the year. It (laughs) it just sounds so freaking well on its own. It's like – yeah. Exactly. They're like they're like, oh, we're not putting this out in the quarter. We're putting this out on, on April 15th tax day. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like anything Rockstar yeah, based. I mean it's, Rockstar it's, to say Red Dead Redemption 3 is coming out on Sunday afternoon and people would just be there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there's like no ceremony to win Gran Turismo just drops. Uh, sometimes you walk in store like Gran Turismo's out. <laughs> Rockstar could release GTA six on a national holiday and nobody would give a shit about that holiday anymore. <laughs> it is now release it on Rockstar. election day. Oh, it's been, oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh my god, god, that would be pandemonium. <laughs> More people would go to pick that up than go to vote. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So uh so I'm going to turn this section over to Nelly. Uh, Nelly's got Nelly's going to hit us with our with our actual uh, our end user topic tonight. So go for it. Yes, I was just curious on uh, what remakes do y'all want to see on the PlayStation? Me personally, I want to see uh, Parasite Eve. Oh wait, 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 hold on a second. Are we are we let's let's are we saying just from from days of PlayStation Your or or anything? Uh, like PlayStation wise. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So, Parasite Eve. Yes, yes. Uh, but if I if I can go one step further, just do what Capcom tried to do with Resident Evil Two and Three, because we all know Resident Evil Two and Three were supposed to be a box set. Just go ahead and do Parasite Eve One and Two all in one set, and 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 yeah. kind of and, and kind of fix Parasite Eve Two if if I'm if I'm not being yes. if I'm not being too harsh. <laughs> yes, that I I looked at some gameplay because I actually missed that. Yeah. But I was like, this is not Parasite Even. We're not even going to talk about Third Birthday that was released for... <laughs> I think it was for the Vita? Well, I was I, like, I'm... I thought it was PSP. Oh, was it PSP? Okay. I, I think it was. I think it was. Okay. Well, I was looking at it, and I'm like, it's not Parasite Eve, so if we could just bring it back, like, old school, like, first Parasite Eve, then I think we'll be in the clear. Anything else? Any, uh, or is that your? Or is that your one? That's my number one. Then I want to see Bushido Blade uh, remake only because <laughs> this girl well, Bushido you Blade. mentioned girl, in your intro. Well, yeah, <laughs> this girl on Bushido Blade. I swear. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I, I think that'd be a good drinking game. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I can't see fights breaking out any worse than they do in uh, in Super Mario Kart. That's true. That's how you break up a family right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, Mario Party. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh. Mario Party started wars in my apartment. All right. Uh, so, Brody, uh, which, 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 what would you like to see get, get the remake treatment for PS5? 
back Pac-Man adventures, you cowards. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was no, actually fun no, no, as a no, kid. No, br- no bring it. <laughs> I actually had a blast playing that game. I, so I, as I mentioned before, I'm not the biggest. I, I don't have a huge history with PlayStation. So my my whole backlog there is very limited. And a lot of what I really would have liked to have seen has already been made. So Spyro, Crash. I mean, the the old classics that are known to people that didn't even really have a PlayStation as far as PlayStation exclusive games. Um, I was really happy to see final fantasy seven remade because I actually never got to play the original. Um, so, um, playing through that was my first experience with that game and I loved every moment of it. So, I mean, I'm all for things like that. I, I really, unfortunately just don't have the history with it to where i can be like oh well this is this is that exclusive game that you need to remake because i love it so much because i just don't unfortunately have it okay, so well then okay let's not reach okay then don't reach that far back reach something a little more current then uh well i mean like i said the playstation 4 was my first playstation that i have personally owned oh, so, okay okay all right so, so- i yeah, I don't. I don't have that, unfortunately. It, okay, it sucks. This this question was not made for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. No, we love no. you. I'm, I like hearing what you guys have to say about it. So yeah, continue on. Um, just forget I said anything. <laughs> Did you want to go next, Logan? You want me to go? Uh you go first. Oh, okay. So, like, like I said, like, uh, like I had a major, major, like, love affair with, with SquareSoft back in the day. So, I mean, let's do, let's do Final Fantasy Tactics one more time, one more time. Oh, that is a good pull right there. One more time. That's a great I, pull. I mean, War of the Lions was was redone on the on the PSP, and while it was good, it had some technical issues because uh, the translation of the game from PS, which is crazy, they managed to script a PS One conversion. To a to a system that was basically two two development cycles later, you know, and um, and not even saying that War of the Lines was just a bad game on PS on PSP because like, the only thing that was re- that really hindered was the was the battle system because whenever you drew, whenever you drew magic and stuff like that, that's when like the game showed had issues and stuff like that. So I feel like let's get let's detect these one more time. Hell, let's add some more stuff into it. Hell, we just had a Final Fantasy VII remake and we've had and. God, we've had we've had the ultimate guy trip, Final Fantasy fifteen. Like I'm sure you got <laughs> I'm sure you have some legacy content you can throw in there and make it even more exciting and fun. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is like my when I think of all when I think of all the uh, all the PlayStation exclusives that came out back then, Final Fantasy Tactics is probably the one that I I, I, I still like I still have my PS one. I break that thing out and play it every now and then. Nice. For me, I gotta go Ape Escape. I love that game growing up. <laughs> I mean, nice. uh, you know, when I look at Bug Snacks, I'm like, hey, there's a little bit of Ape Escape to it. Let's do it, y'all. It just got better music to it. You know, until, um, you know, until you had mentioned that on on the um, on the on the pot on on the Boss Rush podcast, yeah. I didn't, I hadn't even thought about that until you said it like that. And, I, and then I looked back at the trailer and I was like, yeah, I see what Logan was talking about. I see it. Um, <laughs> if I want to go like the PS3 generation, Radical. What you've been up to? Let's make Prototype, and let's remaster that game because I love Prototype One and Two. It's my guilty pleasure game because I shouldn't like these games. They're not the best story, but it's just awesome going around New York and destroying things. I mean, it's just fun. And so, uh, give me a remake of one of those. I, I think they already got remastered. You know, once. What? you know what? You know what? We 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 were talking about earlier. 
just, just, just do Dead Space again. Just yes. one, two, and three. Bring yeah. it back. Stop jerks with that IP. Let us, you know, give it to somebody who can do something with it. Insomniac. Or... I don't know, though, because I want them to finish the story. Like, I was invested in that. I was invested in that, especially Dead Space 3. Like, especially when you got, uh, not Awakened. What was the name of the, um, what was the name of the DLC? Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. God. I just thought of something. <laughs> I, I thought of a game I want to see come back, but I'll Go wait until Logan's all done here. No, uh, I'm, I'll wait. You're good. Sorry. <laughs> the, and the other one I want, and, and this isn't necessarily a remake. I just want it to come back. EA and NCAA get together. Let's make NCAA football come freaking yes. back. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That was the only that was the only sports game I was guaranteed to buy from PS1 to PS2 to PS3. That was the only sports game I was guaranteed to buy. The fact that NCAA 14 sells on eBay for at least a hundred bucks right now is proof this game needs to come back. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. since we're talking about sports games, then I say NBA Street. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> NFL Street, why not? Let's NFL let's Street kind of came back in Madden this year because there is a street yeah. mode similar to Volta uh, that they did in FIFA. And those were just so much fun. Uh, they that arcadey, way more arcadey, just fun sports games. NBA Street was amazing. Blitz. Blitz. Oh, oh, since we oh since we're talking about the since we're talking about those off the wall sports titles, SSX. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, SSX. Yes. Oh. Um, so the game I thought of, and I was, I should have thought about this ahead of time, but I, I didn't think about it too well because I was like, Oh, I don't have any history with PlayStation, but I did have friends that had PlayStation. I want to see twisted metal come back so bad. Yes. I don't think that, I don't think that IP is dead. I don't think it's dead. I think it was just, I think Uh, it was just dormant for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's dead. Cause, uh, cause wasn't. Wasn't Corey? Wasn't that his thing before he took over God of War? Uh, yeah, it was. So Barlow, well, he was developing something. Okay. He never fully talked about exactly what he was working on, but then okay. when Santa Monica, when Santa Monica called him, he immediately dropped it. So it must, with knowing Corey Barlog, it it couldn't have been anything that he was too passionate about because right. he's very much a passion yeah. person. So yeah. yeah. If I remember correctly, there was a story last year that came out about the original creator of Twisted Metal and how he stepped away from games, or at least from the company that was developing Twisted Metal games or whatever. That is, there was something there where uh, that that IP is kind of in a weird limbo right now. But I remember having so much fun playing those games uh, growing up, um, and that that's probably one of my big PlayStation memories that I do have. Um, but I know it's also kind of a weird like niche genre that not everyone loves. But it's like this weird mixture of horror and like um, vehicular combat and. <laughs> Whatever else it is, <laughs> this will never ever happen. But like, what about like Kojima taking that game on? Like, that could be so much freaking fun right there. It could get really weird, really fast. <laughs> that could get kind of brutal. <laughs> oh, I have another game in mind. Um, you know what, Dengue? Bring, give me, give me a proper remake of Metal Gear Solid One. I'm y'all, y'all, y'all put it on GameCube. Y'all put it on GameCube, and then, and then you would, you didn't even have the stones to re-release it in that Legacy Collection that came out on PS3. 
Yeah. For me, it's the violent side of me. Uh, probably Manhunt. I want to see another one of those. Oh, that my game God. Got oh, that God. game got banned, like, almost across the world, so. <laughs> and it wasn't even that, it wasn't even that crazy of a game. No. But I want to see what it would look like now on current gen. Like, you know what? I love I love any game that makes that makes politicians clutch their pearls. I love it. <laughs> Granted, Manhunt did come out at a very different time. Like that game would be widely accepted at this point. But oh, yeah. yeah, when that came out, that was like, oh, oh no, this is exactly you know because that at, it was very much it was, the topic of oh well, this is what makes kids violent and this and that. It? It's, <laughs> So yeah. it's basically it's basically snuff film the video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially uh, like with all all the killings and stuff going on now, that'll really just bring up, oh, this is why video games create violence. It should be banned. So let's not give that close to election season, please. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. yeah, no, we want no, we want to talk about puppy dogs and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> We want to talk. We want to talk about that new little big planet. You know, like all the colors and 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 the and the animated mayhem. <laughs> we we had done our uh, PS5 predictions, and I and I said that little big planet is coming back in some way, shape, or form. And during the PS5 event, I was like, yes, I, was, I love <laughs> little big planet enough. I was over the moon. When, I was over the moon because when um because when I saw like the first little beginning of it, I was like, that can't be Sackboy. And then I saw the zipper, and I was like, that's Sackboy. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd like to, to see another. There, I'd like to see another Infamous too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yeah. That it's not a dead franchise by any means, but it's it's been quiet for a little while. Um, and I'd well, like to see those guys come back with another Infamous. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a question for you. Um, when it comes to Infamous, would you rather them? Would you rather go back to Cole, the original hero, or would you rather than, or would you rather continue with the uh, with the new guy, which I forget his name. Oh, and speaking of speaking of Sackboy. Hey, oh, boy right there. <laughs> I think I'd rather well, see him return to the, the original character. Yeah, cool. I think that'd be probably the better way to go. Yeah. But actually, actually, if we're talking about remakes. Like, shoot, remake the remake the infamous trilogy. Well, yeah, I, I call it the trilogy because even though even though technically that that the Halloween game that came out was technically like a side story. Uh, it was a good game. That was a good way to waste six hours of your life. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, anything else that we can think of? Uh, I think we kind of like reached into a broad array of it, <laughs> of, uh, of games that we'd like to see come back. Yeah, I mean, there's. I just happened to look up like some some dead PlayStation franchises, and some that came up were uh, Gravity Rush, Sly Cooper. Oh, yeah. Is Gravity Rush dead though? I mean, it's been got, dormant we, for. We got a while. we got we got a sequel a couple of years ago. And the only reason why, Baxter. yeah, oh hell yeah, that's 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 the number one right there. Because um, because I I spent I spent the forty dollars and bought the crappy port of the game of, of the trilogy on PS on PS Vita, so that lets you know right there that I had investment in in that series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm All right. Through this list, that that pretty much sums up everything on there because we mentioned the rest of them <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much yeah oh. i was looking too <laughs> oh. oh you know what we were we were talking about miles morales but i remember those ps1 spider-man games are off the chain oh yeah um that was because uh who was that that was that acclaim or activision 
That was his Activision. Well, it was, was Activision back then. Activision, but I think those games. Uh, those games were. Those games are great. Okay. All right. Enough waxing nostalgia here. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so here we are. We're heading. We're heading to the wrap up now. So, uh, so we're going. Uh, we're going to go around the panel. Uh, what you, What you guys been playing, or or if you haven't been playing anything, what you've been doing with your lives so far, uh, Nelly. Uh, my goal is to start control this week. So we about to see what that's about, and plus with the <laughs> DLC that's coming out. What what happened? Why is Mike giggling? <laughs> no, because I have a funny feeling they're gonna say something to me. I have I just have a very funny feeling. Oh gonna... yes. <laughs> That's okay. We together. We together. <laughs> um but I gotta get school work out the way first and I'll take it four classes, so we gonna see how I can squeeze that in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 get 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 that book learning. <laughs> it's a it's a good game. I wish I would have taken my time with it. I rushed through it so I could review it, and uh, that that kind of dampened my experience with it. But I did I did really enjoy it. Yeah, I had a friend. He told me he was like, "Don't rush through it. Take your yeah. time with it." He gets yeah. to call yeah. me. I'm like, "Okay." If you rush through it by the end of it. You're like, I don't know how I feel about this game. <laughs> <laughs> It's a beautiful experience. That's it. Yeah. It was my game of the year last year. Yeah, I was watching my roommate play it, and uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I can't wait to put my hands on it. Uh, Brody, I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. Um, still trying to wrap that up. I think I'm like two thirds to three quarter of the way through it. Um, and it's, I mean, it's it's fantastic, and I'm probably going to wrap that up as far as playstation wise and then i need to get back into persona 5 go or uh, royal i need to get back into that because I, I never actually beat the original i ended up kind of falling off of it at about 50 hours not because i didn't like it but i just got sidetracked with other games and so once royal came out i was like ah this is my excuse to get back into it and just start all over start fresh because i don't remember what i was doing and uh i i really love that style of game and i, I that's probably once once a ghost of tsushima's done platinumed all that good stuff i'm gonna move into that so cool all right logan what about you i've been playing the avengers beta getting ready for the launch of that game here in a couple weeks and i've been playing tony hawk pro skater beta as well i'm loving that um it's been so much fun um i was also wanting to just kind of go through my my playstation 4 library and play some games i hadn't played in a while uh i picked up a zoo again and play and did a run through of that game. I freaking love that game. It's great if you have mental health issues and depression and stuff like that. It, it, it's a really soothing game. Um, and then I also played the uh, Adventures of Captain Awesome. It's part of the Life is Strange series. Um, mm, it was yeah. kind of a spinoff. Um, I forgot how good of a story that one had because, like, I love Life is Strange and, and Life is Strange 2 is going to be awesome and everything like that. But um, Captain Awesome, like, holy crap, it, it dealt with some pretty tough stuff and in a really cool way. All right, nice, nice. Uh, currently, well, I'm, I'm kind of on break right now, but I but. I've been hardcore on Monster Hunter World. Like that's my that's my game. That's that's been my passion since it launched way back in 2004 on PS2. And uh, and as long as they keep making games, I'm gonna keep playing them. Uh, but um, but you know, like it's funny because I was gonna have a um, I was gonna have a review for Horizon Zero Dawn, but uh, <laughs> but I still haven't touched the game yet. So uh, so yeah. So is it still we- in the shrink wrap? <laughs> no, no, no! It's no, it's open. <laughs> it's you at open. least looked at the disc. 
<laughs> it's got the original. Wow, it's got the original freaking uh, freaking insert into it too. So it's NBA as the MLB the show. Hey, there you go. Yeah, uh, but um, but actually, uh, honestly, I just been on on a small break. Uh, just just had a couple things going because you know I got my Twitch and my YouTube channels um, that I'm trying to get off the ground and stuff like that. So I've been kind of on the gaming break. But when I get back into it, I got some catch up to do on Horizon Zero Dawn as well as uh, Last of Us Two. And uh, and that's that's pretty much it for me. Don't uh, rush into your first cauldron, dude. That's that's gonna be the big advice they give you. Don't <laughs> rush into the first cauldron. Of, uh, Horizon. You, yeah, you're gonna think you're ready for it. You're not. <laughs> Go do a couple more side. I'm pretty. I'm I'm pretty meticulous about stuff like that. As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact. <laughs> funny story it took me it took me 20 hours before before i felt like i was ready to fight the griffin in uh in in the witcher that's fair fair. all right so uh i guess it's time to outro us out uh we've been having fun though i gotta say like uh yeah like uh like i said in the chat earlier but we're the best (laughs) <laughs> we're the, we, we got the, so we got the sony uh confidence behind us yep we're the best and we're also we're also talking about the the best platform too so you know hey what else can go wrong <laughs> all right so uh for you guys out there uh, i want to thank everyone that, t- that took the opportunity to come check us out tonight this was the inaugural uh crossroads uh playstation podcast here for boss rush games uh always uh check us out over at uh check us out over at bossrushgames.com and take a look at what's ahead for boss rush uh we've got a lot of great shows and, and things for you to get into uh i'm gonna give everybody a chance here to tell us where to tell everybody where they can be found at uh so uh brody where can oh, we find you at first uh so you can find me on twitter at brody folds um, which B R O D Y F U L T Z. It's not easy to spell, so I just spell it for people. Uh, you can find me on PlayStation at Wolverine's Cousin. Uh, you can find my podcast that I'm I'm normally on, uh, aside from this one, obviously at Diggity Diggity Podcasts. A uh, little little green joystick logo. Um, and really, I mean, you can find me everywhere else with just the the brody folds i'm i'm not very original with that stuff i just let it kind of happen so (laughs) all right and uh, nelly you can find me on twitter at planet nelly nelly is spelled n three l l i e and you can find me on twitch at ratface underscore 87 all right and logan uh, you can catch me on Twitch uh, at Snicker or at SKC No Other Club. Um, I'm on PSN at Snicker Club 27, and then Twitter uh, Logan Corkins. And then catch me on Land Party on our whole plethora of channels or our whole plethora of shows that uh, we're available on Spotify and wherever you get your podcast. All right, and uh, and you can catch me on Twitter at exodus eight zero three xs eight zero three. That's also my gamer tag. So you punch that into into into. PSN, Xbox Live, you'll find me there. You can also find me on Twitch at exodus803, xsa03. That's my that's my thing. I try to make it, <laughs> even though someone stole it on my YouTube on use off of YouTube from me, and I'm have to find a way to get that back. But. <laughs> But that's it for us tonight. I want to thank everyone that took the opportunity for uh, for coming and checking us out again. And I also want to thank my fellow panelists. You guys, hey, we're, we're awesome. Like I said, we're the best. We're the best. 
All right, guys, that's going to be it for us tonight. Please check us out again. We'll be back here next week for you guys to talk some more PlayStation fun and, have, and, do, and engage in some more shenanigans. Y'all have a good night.